Good morning and welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright. It is Tuesday, February 20th, Tuesday of the first week of Lent. And we continue our Lenten pilgrimage today here on the show. But first, let's begin in prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, again, it is a an absolute joy to be with you on this beautiful February morning. A slight chill in the air, but again, I, I understand we're in for some beautiful temperatures later today. We'll have to Go to Mike Roberts for that in just a few moments here. But here's what's ahead on the show today. We're going to get an overview of Lent from Father Wade Menezes. This is something that we, uh, you know, I really wanted Father Wade to be able to come back with us and be on the show this Lent because he always has such great Lenten insights, but his preaching schedule is so busy. There was just no way we could make it happen. And so he said, well, Adam, we've, we've talked about Lent before. Let's go do a good refresher. You know, let's go back into the syllabus of, of all the stuff we've done, and, and we've got some good Lent stuff. So we're going to bring you something we did a few years ago with Father Wade as well. So that's all ahead on Roadmap to Heaven today. But first, let's go to Mike Roberts for our Saint of the Day. This is the feast day of Saints Jacinta and Francisco. Born in Portugal in 1908 and 1910, this brother and sister, along with their cousin Lucia, were tending to the family's sheep when the Blessed Mother appeared to them and asked them to return on the same day for the next six months, asking also that they would say the rosary and do penance for the conversion of sinners in general and Russia in particular. This was May 13, 1917, and it was not the first time a heavenly visit had taken place there. Several times during the previous year, they had seen an angel calling himself the angel of peace. He taught the children two prayers, including this one. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love thee. I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love thee. The Blessed Mother also asked the children to learn to read and write. Their visions began to draw increasingly large crowds. During the last, when the sun changed colors, rotated, cast off multicolors, and appeared to plunge toward the earth, as many as 90,000 people were there to see it. Both Francisco and Jacinta died very young of influenza in 1919 and 1920. Their cousin Lucia lived until 2005 and was given charge of the three secrets the Blessed Mother gave to them at Fatima. Our Lady does trust her children, appearing to them in 1846, 1858, and 1917 at La Salette, Lourdes, and Fatima. She also taught the children several prayers, including this one. O oh my Jesus, forgive us of our sins and save us from the fires of hell, especially those most in need of thy mercy. Saints Jacinto and Francisco, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. A few years ago, we sat down with Father Wade Menezes to talk about the season of Lent, and he had a lot to share with us about this holy season and some of the symbolism behind it, why we have the season of Lent, um, 
what St. Faustina had to say about all of this, too. So let's go back to that segment we had with Father Wade, just to keep our perspective as we continue this first week of Lent. We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. It is always a joy to speak with Father Wade Menezes from the Fathers of Mercy and host of Open Line Tuesday, which you can hear on EWTN Global Catholic Radio and right here on Covenant Network every Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Central. Father Wade, good to be with you today. Well, thank you, Adam. It's great to be back with you and your listeners. Now, I'm excited because we're actually going to talk today and we're going to come back on Wednesday. We're we're taking a two-pronged approach to the season of Lent. Let's jump in with, uh, you know, I, I always have my notepad handy when I talk with you because it's such an educational experience. Let's talk about Lent in general. I mean, we, we know it because we're Catholic, but we all could probably stand a little refresher here. Absolutely. We need to be holy going into the most holiest week of the year on the church's liturgical calendar, and we have five weeks to prepare for that holiest week of the year, uh, that is Lent, uh, leading up into Holy Week. So a lot to talk about this first segment and the second segment, so I'm excited about it, Adam. Well, Lent, regarding Lent in general, we could say, Lent comes from the Middle English word Lenten, uh, meaning springtime. How great is that? Uh, The Lenten season lasts 40 days because Jesus went into the desert for 40 days of fasting, meditation, and reflection before beginning his public ministry, which we know lasted for about three years. The Congregation for Divine Worship describes Lent as a time for preparation for Easter. Uh, Specifically, the congregation states, quote, it is a time to hear the word of God, to convert, to prepare for and remember baptism, to be reconciled with God and one's neighbor, and of more frequent recourse to the arms of Christian penance through prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, what are known, Adam, as the three eminent good works collectively, huh? These constitute the arms of Christian penance. Picture the arms of Jesus wide open on the cross. How beautiful is that? Thinking of these arms of penance, prayer, fasting, almsgiving, the blueprint for Lent, whether one is being positive for Lent, doing something for Lent, or negative for Lent, that is giving up something for Lent, which we'll talk about more in our second segment. But uh, prayer, fasting, almsgiving is the beautiful blueprint for Lent, and, and these three things constitute, again, what are known as the three eminent good works. Lent officially begins on Ash Wednesday, Adam, and ends at the beginning of the Mass of the Lord's Supper on Holy Thursday evening, and traditionally, Sundays are excluded in Lent's 40-day count. Uh, so again, Lent is a liturgical season preceding Holy Week and Easter themselves. The Catholic Church designates these 40 days as a time of preparation for the greatest of liturgical solemnities. Easter, the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus and his victory over evil, sin, and death. Lenten preparation and practices should consist of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, the three-minute good work, as I've already stated, so as to call to mind a sincere repentance or penance towards sins and a desire for a deeper conversion of one's soul. And through these practices, Adam, we can arrive at Holy Week spiritually prepared to walk with Jesus through his suffering and death, the Via Della Rosa, which is great to practice throughout the, the, the weeks of Lent proper, especially on Fridays with the Stations of the Cross. Many parishes have the evening stations or the morning stations for the workers right after the early morning Mass. And I think it's worth saying, too, that during the Lenten season, the Church encourages the faithful to fast not only from food and drink, but also from such things as pride, injustice, 
and insensitivity to the miseries of others. For example, almsgiving itself should not consist merely in the sharing and giving of material goods to those especially in need, but should also constitute an attitude of the utmost charity towards others. What's my almsgiving? Charity. And again, more about the positives and the negatives that we do for Lent uh, or give up for Lent in the second segment that will air in, on a different day. Our Lenten practices too, Adam, should help us to see clearly that that only through an openness to God and his sanctifying grace in prayer and detachment from sin, especially mortal sin, right, can we experience true conversion as God makes our hearts more understanding and full of charity as charity should be the very foundation of all Lenten resolutions, huh? And I instruct our listeners to go to 1 Corinthians 13, 13, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. So there you have it, a little synopsis of Lent, a little overview of Lent, the holiest weeks of the year leading us into the holiest, singular, week of the year, Holy Week. All right, Father, you know, I, I want to say for all of our listeners in the car right now, this is like catechesis in the car. It doesn't get any better than this. You're learning on great. your morning drive. Hopefully they have, they have a great cup of coffee on their center console while they're listening to this <laughs> to, so to make too. them even more awake and more aware for Lent. I love it. All right. Well, Father, you know, one thing that I'm always very careful of, I like to get ahead of myself, and I try not to get too far ahead of myself, but I know liturgically speaking, we have actually, and, and, and in, our, in our daily life, we've been getting ready even for the season of Lent. If Lent is a season of preparation, we've been preparing for that season of preparation. And uh, when you and I were getting ready for this, you mentioned that St. Faustina had some words on Mardi Gras that we should talk about today. Yeah, that's right. You know, three times St. Faustina mentions Carnavale or Shrove Tuesday or what we call here in the United States Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, uh, literally Fat Tuesday, uh, in her diary. And this is in diary number 188, diary number 926, and diary number 1619. And she says this in diary number 188, During the last days of the Carnavale, when I was making a holy hour, I saw how the Lord Jesus Christ suffered as he was being scourged. Oh, such an inconceivable agony. How terribly Jesus suffered during the scourging. Oh, poor sinners, on the day of judgment, how will you face the Jesus whom you are now torturing so cruelly? His blood flowed to the ground, and in some places his flesh started to fall off. I saw a few bare bones on his back. The meek Jesus moaned softly and sighed. And then in diary number 926, she says this, Shrove Tuesday, February 9th, 1937. During the last two days of the Carnavale, I experienced the overwhelming flood of chastisements and sins. In one instant, the Lord gave me a knowledge of the sins committed throughout the whole world during these days. I fainted from fright, and even though I know the depth of God's mercy, I was surprised that God allows humanity to exist, and the Lord gave me to know who it is that upholds the existence of mankind. It is the chosen souls. When the number of the chosen souls is complete, the world will cease to exist. And thirdly and lastly, Adam, diary number 1619, she records these words, the last two days of Carnavale. My physical sufferings have intensified. 
I am uniting myself more closely with the suffering Savior, asking him for mercy for the whole world, which is running riot in its wickedness. Throughout the day, I felt the pain of the crown of thorns. When I lay down, I could not rest my head on the pillow. But at ten o'clock, the pains ceased, and I fell asleep. But the next day, I felt very exhausted. So those are the three paragraphs, again, numbered 188, 926, and 1619. All words recorded on the days of Carnivale, and the third one, including the days leading up to Carnivale. And these, mind you, Adam, are on different years, not just 1937, but on different years as well. And then, uh, you know, she notes in number 240 from her diary, so this is a fourth paragraph, if you will. She notes that the Carnivale is a time of revelry and merrymaking before the Lenten season, sometimes in debauchery and grave sin, I might add. And so, you know, we need to take these words to heart that while we can celebrate as part of our Catholic Christian customs, um, that we enter into a period of, of prayer and fasting and almsgiving as the arms extended of, of, of penance, the, the arms extended of penance, as I said earlier in our, our opening comments in describing Lent and how the three eminent good works are the blueprint for Lent on what to do positively or what to do negatively. Uh, how we celebrate leading up to Ash Wednesday should not be a sinful revelry, huh? It should not be grave sin, mortal sin, not even habitual venial sin. Uh, and so I think this is what Faustine is getting at. You know, we Catholics have a great history of celebrating on saints' feast days, on celebrating on solemnities especially, huh? The solemnities of our Lord and the solemnities of Our Lady, for example. And no different leading into a, a, a penitential season but it should not be done with sinful matter or sinful actions. A typical conversation that we have with you, Father Wade, there is that via media, that, that we're not going to yeah. say no celebration, but we are right. going to say moderated celebration that isn't sinful and debaucherous. Yeah, exactly. The glory of being Catholic, quote-unquote, right? That's the glory of being Catholic, right down the center line of virtue, uh, leaning neither too far left to the capital sins, let's say, or too far right to the opposite extremes of the capital sins, but, but right down the line with, with the seven capital virtues that counteract those seven capital sins and counteract their opposite extremes. Very well said. All right. Well, Father Wade, I am grateful for this time together this morning. I look forward to continuing this conversation on Wednesday's show. Uh, but for now, could I ask you to end our time together this morning with a prayer? Certainly, Adam. Let us ask the Blessed Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to help lead all of your listeners and all their covenant network on staff into the glorious mysteries of Lent with the extended arms of penance, of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, to help lead all of you, myself included, as a priest of God, uh, into the holiest week of the year, Holy Week. And we ask this through Christ our Lord, and may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, descend upon all of our Covenant Network listeners, and remain with each and every one of you this day and always. We ask this through Christ our Lord, and St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Pray for us. Well, friends, we are grateful for Father Wade Menezes from the Fathers of Mercy spending some time with us this morning. We're going to take a quick break here. Stay tuned. That is exactly what we are going to do, and we're going to revisit the rest of that segment from Lent just a few short years ago tomorrow on the show. In the meantime, here is our Daily Dose of Encouragement. 
We stop on this Tuesday for our daily dose of encouragement with a great theme that I'm very excited about, quotes from Mother Angelica. So, Patty Schneier, please take it away with our quotes of the day. Well, this was just a little flip calendar. You know what I'm talking about. They're paper, and each day you just flip over another page with a quote. And I happen to have this gift that I thought I was going to give to somebody, but now I actually am able to give it to all of you by just quoting Mother Angelica. So today she's got a quote about the Holy Spirit. How good God is to give me his Holy Spirit to supply what I need to strive for holiness. I must not stray to the right or left, but keep to the middle of the road straight as an arrow to arrive at a humble detachment from myself. This will keep me from despair and from presumption. I love this quote. It reminds me that it is no good to stray to the right or to the left. Stay in the middle, stay straight as an arrow towards God in all things. She also reminds us that the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit are everything that we need in any situation. They are always there, ready to supply whatever we need for holiness. So today, I think our encouragement for all of us, for me, I know, is to just let's pay attention to the Holy Spirit today. And ask for the grace to keep our focus straight as an arrow toward God in all things. Thank you, Mother Angelica. Patty, it reminds me of a time I was able to go into a flight simulator. And at first I was going straight. But as soon as I started to drift, I would overcorrect. And then I'd overcorrect back the other way and back and forth. I just kept drifting farther right and left from center. And finally, I had to give up. I love this reminder. Just stay straight as an arrow. I've loved having our little change and just the whole... Uh, way we go about things this season of Lent. We're only a week in now. Today marks, our, you know, really tomorrow's the one week since Lent began, so I guess seven days. We've been in Lent for seven days now. Tomorrow is the eighth day, and we keep going forward. And th- that spirit of Kyrie eleison, I love hitting that little button that plays that. Um, it's so beautiful, so brief, and yet such a great reminder, Lord, have mercy on us, because this whole season we are focusing on why we need God's mercy, why we need God's grace. You know, in that perspective of knowing why we need God's mercy, why we need God's grace, why we need the sacraments, why we can't do this on our own, why we are not our own Redeemer, but that we need a Redeemer, we are sinful and in need of salvation, and why we need God, who willingly takes on this salvific work for us, and yet still gives us the free will to accept or reject his action. It, it, it's a lot to take in, and that's what I love about this season. And I love the the stories of inspiration we have, whether it's the Daily Dose of Encouragement or some of the other uh, segments we play for you on the air, reminding us that every day we're called to sainthood, and every day there are people who are living that out. And uh, next week on Wednesday, a week from tomorrow, February 28th, There is going to be a screening about just such a person, uh, former Focus missionary, servant of God, Michelle DePong, whose life bore witness to heroic Christian suffering and passion. Uh, There's going to be a screening of this wonderful film. I was telling you about it yesterday, and it's really easy to go and get tickets to go see this film. So uh, here's what I want you to do. If you're interested, if you're interested Go to michelledepongcause.org. That's Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, D as in David, U-P, 
as in Peter, P as in Peter, O-N-G, cause.org, michelledepongcause.org. Um, I'm looking forward to going to see the film about her life. I did not get to see the documentary at Seek. Patty Schneier did. She told me it was fantastic. She told me I need to go see it when it's playing here in St. Louis on February 28th. So that is what I'm going to do. Patty doesn't usually lead me astray on such things. In fact, I can't think of an instance yet where she has. So I'm taking her word for it, and uh, Beth and I are going to go see the film. That's next week, Wednesday. In the meantime, let's live out virtue each and every day going forward in this season of Lent. And let's close our time together to pray, uh, time together with prayer this morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for spending the morning with us here on Roadmap to Heaven. We look forward to spending tomorrow morning with you as well. In the meantime, be holy today. Do your best today. Celebrate every opportunity for conversion and grace that God gives you today. And don't forget to pray your rosary today.